Welcome. You are now listening to the Moon Child. I'm gonna start things off with a little vibe as I, you know, get myself settled for this episode. And we're on episode six. It's a nice day, April 28th. Let me start off with this song. Vibe, just vibe. I know we got this thing extended for one more month, but I don't think it's going past June. But as this coronavirus is starting to tone down and the weather's getting nice, you know, make sure we're still social distancing. And this episode is going to be based off of um, what people have personally asked me on my Instagram. If you haven't, if you don't have my Instagram, if you're listening to this, I don't know how you're listening to this and don't have my Instagram, but three underscores and then two underscores and it's day in between. So, yeah, I'm going to answer a couple of questions today and talk about some stories and experiences of my life and hopefully also throw out some inspiration, throw out some positivity and what's that word I'm looking for? Um, optimism. I'm going to throw out some optimism. Yeah. Throw some optimism. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, I can put a smile on your face. But yeah, um, first thing I do want to get into, I'm going to get into this real quick. Um, I want to make this a... Uh, I, wanna, I think I want to make this episode around like 40 to 50 minutes, maybe. We'll see what happens. Because, um, you know, as my episodes go, it's fully raw, uncut. And I just let it go and I just put it out there. So y'all getting fully of how I feel and um, the live thing of me. So here we go. The um, thing I got, and I know a lot of people are struggling with this, is is working out. Just recently, as y'all know, as I just said, I'm coming back home from the base. I got all my things from SAC and I'm I'm at I'm in the Bay Area for the pretty much for the time being until school start again. A thing I've been doing, um, as y'all know, I got to ride my bike, and I ride my bike at least oof, at least ten miles a day. These past three days, I've been riding my bike for at least ten miles. And the cool thing about riding your bike, it's I say this all the time, it's it's, it's therapeutic. You know, as long as your bike is not flat, you ain't got to worry about gas. You just go in. You know, have music in your ears and you're just going and you're enjoying the atmosphere. And the atmosphere is so nice right now with without so much pollution and so much cars driving. So I can do more things and be more free about myself. And I bike up to this hill. I bike up to this hill and I run up and down like five times. So I'm trying to get them, them make the stallion tree stumps as thighs. You know, I'm trying to get my thighs thick. I don't set a goal for myself, people. I'm trying to dunk again. I dunk one time, one time at an event. We were just playing basketball and I, 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 I threw it down and it's because of the biking, because I bike a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I, when, I, when I dunked, I'm, mind you, I'm under six foot. I'm 5'10", 5'11". Um, when I dunk, I'm like, shit, I can really do this if I start working on my legs. So as when the gym opens up again, I want to be able to dunk by then. So that's my goal that's what's pushing me but my any advice to do if you have a bike 
go ride that shit. You're not touching nobody. You're just fooling on yourself. Distance it. Just, you're just chilling, honestly. Things I would say to do at home, if you can, you know, challenge yourself. So say if you're uh, like a, you know, you're binge watching something. After every episode, hit some push-ups, sit-ups, or whatever you're trying to work on. Um, you are working on legs, do some squats. And you even got to have weights, you know, pick up something in your house. It can be, um, shit, it can be an animal. It can be, um, fuck. You can pick up anything, like, think about it. What's some things you can pick up in your house? It's a random, if you have, like, a random ball, a basketball, soccer ball, it doesn't matter about weight. I feel like the thing that matters more is, is the reps. But in between commercials is a good tip. That's one thing I would do when I was younger. Um, whether I'll be watching every commercial when I was watching TV, I would do some sit-ups or push-ups. So as far as the um, quarantine workouts, I would say, you know, just do the basics. You ain't got to do nothing spectacular if you're doing legs, do squats. If you're trying to work on your chest, do push-ups. If you're trying to work on your abs, do planks or sit-ups. You know, it's really, it's really not the workout that's issue. It's really, you know, if your determination and your will to want to work out. That's obviously the hard part. And working out, the routine, and you can work out in so many different ways. You know, that's not the issue. It's just really if you want to get up and do it when nobody's looking. So I'm trying to hold myself to that standard with the biking. I'm three days straight. I'll make it day four tomorrow. Um... I don't know about Thursday because I do got some school to do, but I'll see what I can do. Yeah, but if you, or even go on a run, go on a run, go run around your block, do something. Just, you know, once you build a habit, you should be able to do it. Just build yourself a routine, you know? And I'm a very habitual person. Uh, let let y'all know about that. I'm a very habitual person. Once I find myself that routine I can just stick to it I, I think I just have that natural stubbornness to myself where if I'm comfortable doing something I'm gonna keep doing it that's just my comfort that might be because I'm a cancer or I don't know that's just that, that's just that's just me so try to build yourself a habit habit I would say that for the the quarantine workouts so yeah man just push yourself that's that's all i gotta say about the workout you know nobody's gonna force you to do it unless you want to do it so next going into the next thing another thing i was asked um i think this was pretty funny my hatred on turkeys and why <laughs> so at um sacramento state because i'm a city kid you know i'm in the bay area in, in the city and i don't see like you know wild animals like that but you know on campus you got coyotes you got turkeys you got squirrels everywhere friendly ass squirrels they'll get up so close to you and everything which is crazy but turkeys um i have a particular issue with because one three reasons one they're ugly as fuck you know what i'm saying like oh my god like this they're just ugh, hideous they got like balls face and they're just, you know, what's the meaning for them? Two, they're, they're wild. Like, you know, they begin people's space, floating their fat, 
big ass feathers and shit like you know what i'm saying like they could be real intimidating i feel like they really intimidate to me and three the biggest issue they're gobbling bro i i can't tell you how many times where i, I literally woke up in the morning to some fucking turkey gobbling like it's a fucking rooster or something like i hear that every morning like it's it's hella ugly I gotta look out the window and just think just it's it'd be a tur fat ass turkey by himself just gobbling for what for what so you know what I'm saying like and I had gotten to altercation with one before too I was walking down was going to class one day and I seen a turkey and it was in my territory right and I'm walking and you know, I'm like I'm, I get my snapchat I'm about to snap my friends I'm like telling the turkey, I'm like, yo, you know, get out of here. And I'm like, what you, what you, I'm like, what you looking at? You know what I'm saying? I'm just messing. That's just, that's just how I was just flirting with the turkey. You know, I was just like, what you looking at? You know, I wasn't being dangerous to her or nothing. And then in the video, I'm like, you know, what you looking at? You get off my property and stuff like that. I'm just messing around. And the turkey start gobbling and start charging towards me. I promise you, it was probably one of the scariest things in my life. And from that day... I had, I, there was a couple of nights where I had, like, every nightmare I would have, there would be a fucking turkey in it. So, and that just doesn't sit right with my heart. And it's not just turkeys, it's really just birds in general, you know. Chickens are a problem. Chicken and turkeys, you know. That's why I have no problem eating them. I'm sorry, not sorry, but chicken and turkeys, like, really the animals that I don't give a fuck about eating. Because, look, I'm at a petting zoo. And, you know, girl my age, I'm like... You know, eight years old, girls like seven, and it's a petting zoo. What are you supposed to do at a petting petting zoo? Pet, you know, pet some animals. Girl in front of me, petting the chicken. You know, it's all cool and everything. Petting the chicken in front of me, but when it's my turn to pet the chicken, I start petting the chicken. Some fucking turk, fucking chicken, end up pecking my finger, and it was like one of the most excruciating pains of my life. You know what I'm saying? So. That just didn't sit right with me from then, you know, and honestly, like, you don't hear too many people like, oh, I want a bird. You know, no, they want a, like a pet, like they want a dog, a cat, a hamster, guinea pig, um, no, that nobody really just wants a bird unless it's a parrot because those motherfuckers talk. Parrots are cool, but I would say like 75% of birds I really don't like, you know, chickens are cool when they're babies, but not when they, you know, if they had, look, before y'all starts feeling real sympathy for these birds just imagine if 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 they had like arm if they had like super big arms or they they're strong you know if you know what i'm saying if like they were super strong and had the power to take us out they would they would do it with <laughs> no hesitation they wouldn't give a fuck they don't give a fuck about us i promise you that what what like what what does roosters do for a living they wake people up I haven't met one person that likes their alarm waking them up from their iPhone. They're just, they're just annoying and they're ugly. They're not cute. You know what I'm saying? If there is any type of like exotic animal I would like, and it wouldn't be no bird, or not even an eagle or falcon because things are dangerous. But if I was to get any exotic animal, you know what I would get? 
probably the monkey or a lemur. That's just so cute. And like, you know, they're going all over the place and come on your shoulder. And you know what I'm saying you can go into, you just do, they're just cool. And they seem loving. Like, or even like an ape, because they're smart. Orangutans. Like, monkeys, they're chill, not birds. Ducks are all right. Pigeons, they're not even real. Um, crows, annoying. This is like, what? Like, you don't. There's no birds that we really like. I'm just trying to put that out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Birds are ugly, irritating. And, you know, just. It's whatever. And they can fly, okay? Shit. Whatever. But yeah, that's. That's my stance on turkeys, man. Just. They're annoying. I thought y'all should know that about me. I'm glad. Shout out to Emil for asking me that question. And oh, yeah, the one that asked me. The guy that asked me the question about um, the workout is my boy Ricky. Shout out to you if you're listening. So, let me get into this next question. A question from Leah. She asked, what is my favorite dorm memory? Hmm. That's a good one. Now, a little background story before I go into the dorms. So, you know, in high school... I would say, I, I would consider myself and my, my personality in high school. I don't think people would notice, but I think I would consider myself a simp. Yeah, I, I think I was a little bit of a simp. I was a little bit of a simp. I just, I feel like I always had my guard up, you know. I just, I never felt like I was loved and shit like that. So, you know, um, so I wasn't technically as confident in myself, so getting into the the, um, the college environment my freshman year I just went out there shout out to Bella because I was just started growing out my beard that was like don't shave it just grow I started doing it and it was a also a like a fresh new start for me I'm um, going into the dorm so um, I remember like the first two weeks I'm you know out there trying to talk to everybody anybody I can mean all that you know um, just just socializing more um, on top of that I was a communication major I, I think one thing inside of me that I always want to do is communicate clearly and get people to understand me because I felt like I was always misunderstood so going into the dorms I was trying to just get out my comfort zone you know that that's really what it was so um, I would say it was a different say from high school going to college so if I'm getting into my dorm story are you listening to me my bad so I'm getting to my favorite dorm story Whew. it's a tough one to think about you know um, I would say well it's it, okay I'll, I'll share two because um, my, my, my second year and my first year is completely two different dorm stories because um, my my dorms my freshman year you know you had the like original dorms you know the communal bathroom and you share one room with somebody so that was like the real dorm experience compared to my second year where I was in a oops where I was in a suite and I had my own bathroom and kitchen and all of that compared to my first year I had two different like you know experiences with that but I would say my favorite my freshman year, it was this, it, 
it was this one weekend and I was with my boy Miguel and it was a Friday and Saturday and these two nights we just we we were just getting so we're just getting so drunk these nights I, I, I could you not um, and there was like little parties going on in different dorms just this one particular weekend and I think the funniest thing about this, this part, part was because like we're going in meeting people that we didn't even know just going to different rooms and vibing and partying with people it was just a it was just a funny ass vibe and just you know cracking jokes and talking shit to people that we didn't even know but I think the funniest experience is when um because I think I didn't black I didn't black out but my boy did and we woke up in the morning and I woke up I had no shirt on and there was like some happy birthday balloons in my room I just remember being so tripped off on about about that so I go to my boy's room who's like right across from me and the reason this is the funniest thing about this experience is cuz like you think about it like a prison you just go from cell to cell or you just go from room to room I think that, that that's just like the funny experience about it that I can just go to his room after we both kind of experienced the same thing that night so I go and he's all um his door is unlocked for some reason you, you know usually the door is never you know you don't want your door un unlocked so I go in his dorm he's all passed out on the bed and and there's like fucking throw up everywhere and I can't really share exactly what was happening that night, but I just wanted the the. I think this is the best experience about being a dorm, just being able to see your homies through from room to room and shit like that. That particular, I won't get, I can't get too deep into that moment, but um, as far as my like experience, that that's probably like my favorite part of the experience, just because it had me realizing like, damn. Like we're really right next to each other, and like we can just—it was—it was at the beginning, so like it was just new to me. So I—I I just think that experience right there was just was really fun. Compared to my second year, my favorite moment, my favorite moments was the little parties that we were throwing in there, and um, I wouldn't share my probably my favorite experiences. My second year was the one, even though it was really bad at this point. So I'm going to share a story. Um. When I was originally paired up with my roommates, my beginning of fall 2019, uh, I had three international um, exchange students as roommates, Henry, Pablo, Mill. Then I had this other roommate, his name was Nicholas. Now this guy, he's 24, he's a Trump supporter from Southern California with a receding hairline, like he looks 48, but he's really 24. And you know he's he, I feel like he he was a very smart he was a very smart dude he was a political science major though so uh, but people will say you know he was missing a couple of chromosomes or whatever but yeah same it seemed like that but he knew exactly the things he was doing so as I'm getting into this story um, we only had this dude as a roommate for two weeks and this is when I was able to like first bond with my roommates like completely because they're just coming in here they just fucking landed into the country completely different people at this time to who they are now um and fast forward it's my boy's birthday it's pablo's birthday 
and we're about to go and he's not coming with us because you know he kind of does his own thing but we're cordial to him like we never had a problem with this dude um but we did have one little instance incident that we worked out he accidentally supposedly took emil's wallet whatever right but he got it back or whatever and all that and we're about to go out to eat um with some friends also it's us and some more friends and we see him while we're waiting at the bus stop and he was like oh yeah where y'all going it's you know it's pablo's birthday we're gonna go downtown and eat and he just joins with us and we didn't expect it nor did we really want him to come but we're chill and he came with us and we ended up having a good time that night so you know we go out to eat and then we you know we're ready to go back to the dorm and have some fun so we go back and you know having fun drinking and in Europe and Asia and a lot of other continents actually you know marijuana is forbidden so you know I'm putting them on so I'm putting them on in my room and we got to smoke in my room I put the towel down and everything um, and the, one of the agreements that we came with Nicholas was that he doesn't buy alcohol for us and we're completely cool with it we wasn't even tripping and you know he's as long as out of my way and you know it's good and like he knew he was in there having a party, talking to the girls that was in there and all that. You know, he wasn't really getting nowhere, but because the girls were just being nice to him. So he was having a good time. You know, once we started smoking in my room, um, we we get a, a knock on the door like 10 minutes later. And mind you, I at this moment, we didn't, you know, we didn't know. Like, we, th I thought... Like this, the room, the whole room just smelled. So the the RA had just found out. And funny, funny thing is, the RAs were way more strict my second year than my first year, which makes no sense. Is the reason why I'm getting the fuck out of there right now if I get my own place. But um, basically, fast forward, the weed, the room supposedly smells like weed. So I'm getting, I'm about to get documented um, by the RAs, cause mind you, I felt terrible, cause. If I would have got them in trouble, they could have been in some bigger trouble than I would ever be. So I took full responsibility of it, said they didn't smoke, it was just fully me, and I had to go through, get documented, and all these meetings and shit like that. So, um, while the RA, and when the RAs come for like a marijuana incident, the cops have to come. So, when the cops came, they took, they took my shit, they took my pipe, took my weed lighter even my lighter i hid my bong but i ended up selling it and they just threw it in the trash they just threw it in the trash so i was like fuck i didn't even care because as long as i didn't get my roommates in trouble that was my mindset at that time so um a day go by and i didn't mind you i just thought i got caught up this is what i'm thinking i'm like damn i got caught up um so i'm thinking i got caught up and Come the next day, I'm working on a whole bunch of homework, and Nicholas calls for a roommate meeting. I'm like, oh my god, what, what? Because mind you, I just been through these, you know, the cops lecturing me about marijuana, the RAs lecturing about marijuana, how it's all bad and all that. Mind you, we're in California, it's fucking legal. But he calls a roommate meeting and he brings the RA in there for like support for whatever he's about to say and I see why he did because he tells us he was the one who told the RAs on us so my reaction was like oh so I didn't get caught up you went behind our back and told the RA on us without you know coming to me first 
because you're about to smell. So, because the RA was right there, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't choke him out or nothing or anything. I couldn't beat his ass on sight. So I had to just, you know, hold my breath and just say, oh, okay, well, as far as that, I don't trust you to be my roommate no more. That's all I'm gonna say to that, you know. And you know, as we're just we're just having a conservative conversation with the RA, you know, he's talking about okay, maybe we can get a room swap or something like that. But he he snitched on us and he thought like, well, it was weird. He thought that he was gonna be able to stay and work things out after that. I'm like, no, you just made me have to deal with the police. My roommates were mad and they just got in. They just been in the country for two weeks and they had to deal with cops already. So like, the relationship was broken right then and there. But the RA had said, let the bar train go through. The RA had said that um, it might have to take a week or so. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe we can even work things out before, you know, by the end of the week. And maybe he can still be our roommate. I'm over here lying my ass off. I know, I'm like, this dude need to get the fuck out of here. So, blah, blah, blah. We have that conversation, and another day goes by. And things are getting pretty hostile in the room. I mean, we're not going to talk to him. You know, there's nothing that we could say. He's just a snitch. We feel like he's going to tell on us. And um, he comes. I'm doing. I'm working on this annoying English assignment. He comes, knocks on my door, and he says he's been feeling pretty hostile lately. So I snap. I'm like, hostile? You mean hostile? You caused all of this. You're the one who brought the cops into my own room. I just got documented. Why do you feel hostile? Because you started all this, and we don't fuck with you, so get the fuck out my room. So, you know, things get a little, you know, there's a little high tension in our room. So later that night, I'm walking around, and I find the RA that documented me. The RA that documented me, I'm actually really good friends with. That's why I can tell some, like, you know, it was like, damn, I'm really, I really fucked up if she's one write me up. She was telling me about what happened. She was like, you know, I didn't feel want to do it. I had to because the boss was looking. I'm like, you know, it's all cool. I understand. It's whatever. I fucked, you know. Um, I was like, it's all cool, whatever. I already know. He, she was like, you already know. Yeah, that he freaking snitched on us. She was like, oh, he told y'all? And she told me from her side of the perspective that he came down. The thing is, when he was snitching on us, he left the room um, because I had my door closed when I was smoking in my room with my, my roommates. And he left the room, went all the way down there, and it came back when we didn't even notice. And when he went down there to talk to the front desk, he said, um, they're freaking smoky. They're smoking in there. You need to handle them right now. And, you know, she responded like, okay, we, you need to calm down with handling. That's not what we do here. Did you tell them to stop? And he said, yes, I did tell them to stop. So right then and there, once I heard her say those words, when she's telling me the story, I'm like, he did not say a word to us. He didn't tell us to stop. So he just fully lied. So um, she's like, yeah, you know, that's basically how it happened. So me being me, I, you know, I retained that information and took matters into my own hands, which I maybe should have not done. But just being the person I am, I just, you know, I just had it. So I told my roommates that he lied about that and they're really mad about it. And so I decided to have a roommate meeting and I just was like okay you know things been hostile in here but i just need to you know get things to the record straight um did you tell the ras that you told us to stop and you know i just wanted to make that clear because you know you lying on us lying on me just could have jeopardized my 
college future here. You feel me? And he's like, nah, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So I know he's lying to me in my face. And I'm increasingly getting frustrated. So I put my hands behind my back. I'm like, look, I can't hit you. I can't do shit to you. You already got my hands in handcuffs, Bamir. If I put a finger on you, you're going to snitch again. So the only thing you can do right now is tell the truth. He's like, I didn't do it. So he kept lying. I got frustrated. So I just flinched at him. <laughs> I just flinched at him. Mind you, he was like five feet. He was like six. He was more than six feet away. away. And once I flinched at him, you know, my roommates tried to hold me back. But I just flinched and sat right back down. They are trying to hold me back. I just flinched. I promise. He ran into his room. And, you know, we're just laughing. We're like, bro, he's like, you know, he, really, he literally just ran away. And then 10 minutes later, got a knock on the door. It was the RA again. And um, we're like, oh, my God. And the RA felt bad just having to come in because she already knew the situation. It was a different one. And um, she asked us how we were doing. We're like, we're fine. Um, I told the RA that he's in his room. You should go talk to him, I guess. And he comes out the room with the RA holding on to her arm. Like, holding on to her. Like, like. She's his mother or something. Mind you, this dude's 24. The RA is like 22 or 23 or something like that. And he's holding on like he's just been fucking assaulted or something like that. I'm like, oh my God. So then the cops have to come again. And these cops weren't as nice as the other ones. So they came in, um, came straight towards me. I think it was a funny, it was pretty funny also because it was also a culture shock for my roommate, especially Henry. He came in and I remember he asked me, he's being hella aggressive. Um, and he's being hella aggressive towards me and he was asking me questions let, let me finish and just being hella rude and everything all that but I was handling I was keeping my composure he asked my roommates about what happened you know they're on my side they're speaking the truth and he even told one of my roommates to shut up because at the time Henry's English wasn't as fast he was trying to explain it he just told him to shut up alright I'm done with I'm like you know you said enough like you ain't even gotta do that they're just being hella rude and then when you can and then when they went back outside in the hallway, Nicholas is telling his side of the story. He's like cursing and using language and talking like I never even heard him before. Mind you, people look at him as a kid like a dude like, oh, he's kind of slow or what? No, he's not slow. He's really smart. And the way he was speaking out there, he was talking exactly like he knew what he was talking about. He was lying his ass off. Man, I fucking, he was like this. And I fucking moved my bed. I told him, just like, just going in and just like, man, I, it was, it was, it was, it was like a whole different person. Like whole new in energy and tone and voice like it was it was like that so the reason why this i'm sharing this story why it was so great because you know he got taken away or whatever and he had a um the ra came and said okay he's gonna stay in the emergency room tonight he's gonna be gone by the next day or two and fuck the document that i and i did, i received another document i received two documents over these three days i'm like fuck the document this dude's not gonna be our roommate no more. And it was probably like the fucking, that just, just put me in such a better mood, put all of us in the better mood. Yeah, I had to go deal with the little meetings, but we got this dude out of our room. So right 15 minutes later, he comes in with the cart, getting a bunch of stuff so he can get, get himself um, settled for that night in a different room. We see him and RA leave our room as the door closed. We start celebrating, we start just having a good ass time, got a drink, got us just some drinks and everything. And from that point on, I would say that our relationship as my with my roommates really really grew and just 
continue our journey from there and it was a fucking great time so that was probably like my greatest dorm room experiences the night those nights with miguel probably only me and miguel will talk about that i can't share too much i'm sorry but i just wanted to share that experience and then that that night where my roommate had left was a fun experience never know it'll be the best experiences is from the tough times i would say maybe yeah overcoming or whatever i don't got i don't got the words for everything people all right bear with me <laughs> but yeah that was, those are my, my i would say the most monumental ones yeah um the next question that i had got was let me look at this Mm, my bad people oh it, it was more about astrology stuff so this comes from my cousin Ricky and I guess I will start with the um, I do I, I guess I will throw in some more astrology stuff I'm gonna talk a little bit about an Aries cause that's what she is and I, I think Aries are Aries are interesting people and here's the reason why so you know, a little overview about them. They are a fire sign. So, you know, they're more on the confident, enthusiastic, outgoing type of people a little bit. You know, very extrovert in some ways. You know, not all of them, because like I said, you can't be one thing. But if you talk about the Aries in particular, um, just itself, yeah, that's that's usually how it is. My One of my best friends, Khalid, he's an Aries. And if anybody knows Khalid, my boy Khalid. He is probably the truest definition of the Aries. Um, Aries, they're very confident. They always want to be a leader. They're very, very, very loud. Just for no reason. They just got that confidence in their voice and just very, very loud for no reason. Hear the bar train go by. Let it go by. Surprised that bar is still working right now. But, um,. Very loud for no reason, but a little bit of the downfalls. They're impatient, get angry really fast, and they struggle sharing their emotions because they got so much pride. Um, I feel like with my experiences with Aries, they're very funny because they really have no fucking filter, you know. Um, <laughs> as with examples from my boy Khalid, Khalid just has no filter in the things he's saying and just have that we have that goofy relationship because i'm not as sensitive due to my i would say my moon in leo um he would interact with me in different ways like so you know everybody else i'm saying hey what's up or how you doing but with khalid it's what's up pussy bitch and that's just you know that's just how he says hello and that's just how we say hello to each other that's just the the nature of it they just have no filter so um aries are those fire signs in general is just they have no filter they have no you know, they don't they don't care you ain't stopping them that's just how they roll you know they feisty they're very assertive so i just wanted to share that a little bit about the aries i like that question by the way let's see how we doing over here um another story i want to share about oh my inspiration so i got another question they they asked that they didn't want their name to be involved but my inspiration or like what motivates me so um as i said in high school 
Like I was a little bit of simp, but I would say a change in my mentality changed when I was around 16, 17. Um, my inspiration, like, you know, how I get the mentality, or like what even got me to stop and start this podcast. Um, well, my sophomore year, it, it all started with basketball. That's really where did my like inspiration or my mentality come from. It started with basketball. My sophomore year, my freshman, I played freshman. Sophomore, I played JV. I had a really good year on JV, and I got moved up to varsity in playoffs. So, um, you know, I was feeling really good about that, and I was, you know, in good rhythm and doing what I needed to do um, as far as that go. But um, it was in the off season, like in the summer, or when school had just started in my junior year. We're playing basketball. We're playing football. We're playing football on my boy's birthday, and I ran around and I fucked up my knee. I fucked up my knee running around. So it put me. Um, I wasn't able to go to the workouts or none of that. But you know they were aware of it, and I came back from it like two weeks or one week before tryouts, and I wasn't in necessarily the best form. I would say. So when it came to tryouts, mind you, I'm a junior. Um, Trying to make varsity, more freshmen have came and came tryouts. I didn't make the varsity team. I got put on. I made the JV team, but I mean at that time I was like, I don't want to be a. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a junior playing JV. That was just my mentality at that time, and I felt like I had already got moved up to varsity, and I just shouldn't have to be playing down a level again, and because of my injury, so uh, I didn't didn't make the team and I just stopped playing basketball after that for like a I would say a cool six months six months I didn't touch a basketball I literally had got myself a gym membership and went to the gym and worked out and there was a basketball gym in there I did not touch it because I was I was so when I tell you I cried I literally had left school that day like I found out at lunch, and I just left. I just I didn't go to fourth, fifth, or sixth period. I just left. Uh, I don't share this with too many people. I never really shared this before, but I just left school and went home and fucking cried. I cried my ass off. I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't make the fucking team. I, you know, what the fuck to do from there? And all that. I was just torn apart. Um, but what it helped me, what it helped me did do, I got a chance to. Um, Shout out to Jalen, by the way. I got a chance to coach for the first time. And as people know, my people know my, my dad was really my coach a long time until up to like after the eighth grade. So when I got to high school, I felt like I had so much to prove that I was so much better than without my dad. That was my mentality going everything. So seeing that I didn't make the team, just like I felt like I felt like I failed. I felt like I failed in my life. I was felt like it was the end of the world. I'm a cancer people, so I'm very dramatic. So, <laughs> um, I was very, I was very dramatic about that, um, and I didn't know nothing about astrology. So, like, my dramaticness was probably on ten. So, uh, it, it broke me. But like I said, I got a chance to coach and see the game differently, and um, be able to teach and inspire others, and try new shit out in my life. It was like the first time I was really going out to parties and everything. Because when you're a hooper in high school, man, you don't do shit but hoop. 
uh, especially like the way our program that program program is with you know you got the summer you like there's no off there's no off season to that shit so like i got to experience new things and i feel like that really helped me and i was going to the gym and i was getting a little bit stronger and then this one day uh my boy my boy jordan you know he's like you got i was like you know we we're about to go lift you know the season's over and everything he just played the whole season on varsity and everything like i'm i didn't even go to the games like i was I was just, I was mad, I was petty, I was just like, you know, I was distraught, I was just, you know what I'm saying, like, I was, I was really torn apart from that, and it was up to me for me to, like, expect a change from that if I really wanted to do it again, I just was at complete, I was already giving up, but this one day, you know, he's like, alright, let's, let's just hoop this one time, like, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't want to hoop, like, I'm telling you, I just don't want to hoop, I'd rather just leave, and he's just like, come on, bro, just, just hoop, like, we're fucking playing, playing for fun, like, come on, we're not gonna just come here and live, so I'm like, whatever, whatever, and we're hoping, and, you know, 10 be that day, going, like, on a six-game win streak, me and him are, you know, I was, I was hitting the constant threes, constant threes, and just scoring, and having fun, and I was still, I feel like I was still in shape, I still, I still had it, I just still had skills and everything, I'm like, yo, and he's like, yo, I'm, I, I was like, yo, and he was like, yo, you gotta, you gotta start hooping. Come on, you gotta do this senior year, man. And from that point, I really started um, working on my game again. I started running, I started getting my endurance up and everything. And so happened, I ended up making the varsity team again. So when I made the varsity team, I had, uh, I had some issues because I wasn't focused as much. I had some issues, me and Jorn, my boy was fooling around and he's on his about to be on his third year of varsity he had his own little situation going on but there was a point where just he wasn't playing and i wasn't getting playing time i wasn't getting playing time for a very while so i was fucking around in practice i wasn't doing as good as i was supposed to be i would say and the thing is, when it comes to basketball about my skill was i'm not i'm not the most athletic I'm definitely not the fastest and i'm usually one of the shortest ones on the court. The one thing that keeps me on the court is my shooting ability and my IQ for the game. I'm probably the smartest player when it comes to basketball on the team. On top of that, me being a senior, I had some experience. I just have a natural feel and IQ for the game. I understand space and I understand sets. I understand all of that. So that's what that's where my advantages come from. But my advantages will never be put in place if I'm not mentally there. So the main issue I had at the beginning of the season is not because I wasn't like it, it was because I was not confident enough, and um, it was really it was really breaking me. And I I don't know what happened, but ticked. I was really I was really starting to get irritated with not playing. Started really working hard hard in practice, and it was once my mentality changed that things started to come because. You can't, if you ever play basketball, you can't be out there not playing confident. If you're not mentally in there, then you're you're out of it. It's 90% mental. So once I started getting that mental factor down, every single chance I got in the game, I was efficient, making the right passes, making the right plays, and I was getting more and more and more minutes. Simple as that. Probably putting up, I was probably putting up like at least six, six to eight points a game with the minutes I was getting. So, um... What happened with that, it was really changed my life because my mentality, when my mentality started to change and when I started putting true belief in myself and started taking full responsibility of my actions, 
of the things I was doing, everything changed. It's just, and it, it goes with me today in life. You know, whether it's school, it's a class I'm fucking up. I know why I'm fucking up in the class. It's really on me if I want to change it. With this podcast, I'm going to keep putting out episodes. It's on me to keep putting it or even wanting to start it. For, I want to say, my freshman year, I was talking about starting a podcast towards the end of it. And shit, took me long enough, but I ended up starting one once I pushed myself to it. So, um, as far as inspiration goes, you got to really find that into yourself. And it has nothing to do with your image or what you look like or any of that um because it's not it's not really i want to say it has to do with too much self-love it's really self-belief um if anything i feel i feel like and i just hope i can get that this message out there you're in full control of yourself you know exactly what you're doing you know it's really on you if you want to make excuses for it of you know with failures or anything and the thing about failure is that I learned from that experience is um, you can't let it break you, man. Now I done done shit, whether it came to sports or school, women. I done some things where like I failed at, I completely fucked up at. But it's not gonna it's not gonna help you if you let if you dwell on it. The only thing you can do is own up to your mistakes. I feel like. Not change, you know, changing up. You know, you're obviously gonna make the change, but it's really if you're gonna be big enough to own it. And once I started getting those things down, I, my life started to change. To be honest, it's, it's really about the mentality. You know, like <laughs> I can be perfectly honest. There's some shit that I've done with, like, in my life that I'm not proud of, but I grow from it. I own up to it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the that's the most important thing. So as far as my inspiration and hopefully to the person that asked this question for your inspiration, I hope you just find that in, within yourself and start taking full responsibility of the things that you do. Because we know what we're doing. We all know what we're doing. We all know that time that we were lazy. We all know that time that we didn't feel like doing anything. We could have got up and make a difference about it. But you're in full control of that. And I know I'm sounding kind of spiritual. That's that's the reality of it. So I was glad to share that. And we are around like 46 minutes. I was glad to come out here. I'm in my backyard. Just had a nice little on a nice day in the middle of the day after my bike ride. And I just want to come here and talk and answer and share some stories that y'all requested I need to be more consistent with the episodes as you know it's kind of complicated with the <laughs> with the quarantine but it's my job to try to keep putting it out there I'm having fun doing this though and I really appreciate the people that listen so y'all are helping me I hope I'm finding a way to help or entertain y'all and yeah so I'm gonna leave it right here peace that's the end of episode six episode seven coming soon i hope y'all have a lovely day or night and peace